All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another edition of Shabbat Lounge. This is Matt and Jake here, and we are coming to you with a very special presentation. But before we get to that, we want to thank you for listening. So, Jake, what do we want to tell them? Uh, we want to tell them to go search out Sabbath Lounge, give us a like, a subscribe, uh, check out all of our other related podcasts. And then uh, this one that we're doing today is going to be part of the apologetic series. That's right. And so we uh, check out our playlist about that. And um, there's several things in there. And um, we would appreciate if you give us some kind of a comment. Uh, know us, know, let us know that you have a heartbeat out there. <laughs> let us know that you're alive. Exactly. And that you're still kicking. And, um, you know, give us some rams or something. Uh, and that'll know that, that that's how we know that you love us. Right. That's so, the only way we can judge. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you have no other way. So, but that'll show us. So, but we appreciate you doing that, uh, commenting, share this with someone and say, Hey, I've heard this amazing podcast by these two guys and just, uh, share it with us, share it with someone. And, uh, we appreciate, but we appreciate your time. So anyway, we'll just get right into it, Jake. And uh, Jake's been working on this. And Jake, Jake, what is this? So Matt, have you ever, now apologetics is kind of made for this, but have you ever uh, tried to get a point across and someone's like, oh yeah, prove it. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. That, so, was, that was that kid. Yeah. I might still be that person. Well, I was always the guy saying, oh, yeah, prove it. So so I thought, uh, you yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, you're probably usually telling it to someone like me who just says all kinds of things. And, um, yeah, that just talks <laughs> a lot and I say a lot of stuff. Like, I know a lot of stuff's coming. So mm-hmm. where, where's the receipts? That's right. So, so this is prove it. This is, yeah. So I thought, you know, if I'm going to run around saying prove it to everybody, Maybe we should be able to prove it too. And so what I did was uh, I started uh, noticing, and some other people have done similar things, but I was like, you know, a lot of these verses, whenever I'm reading through just, you know, Torah portions or whatever, just my regular reading, it's like this verse is so clearly proving it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the it we'll get to. But um, so this is kind of my be- my best verses that kind of prove our case that we should uh, probably be keeping Torah, right? Yep, so right. that's kind of the, the gist of this program here. Sounds good. So prove it. That's what we will try to do in this this episode here. Right. And actually, this is going to, believe it or not, there's a lot of verses. So uh, fasten your seatbelts, everyone. So, yes. Uh, so this might be a multi-parter. Well, it for sure will be it a multi-parter. Will be. It will be. No doubt about that. So, so this will be part them. one yeah. of multiple parts. We don't even know how many parts there's going to be here. Right. Because like I said, there's a lot of verses. So these are, when I go through this and... Uh, uh, when Matt goes through this stuff, these are some of our best verses that prove that in the era we live in now, we should be observing the Torah. 
Now, uh, must is a strong word. Must observe Torah is a, is a strong way to put it. I'm, I'm, I would like to put it as we ought to, right? We ought to be. Well, well, yeah, or you should be. She, you should be compelled, and at least there ought to be some questions in in someone's mind. Uh, Maybe may hard to deny that there's not a truth in this. If they really are open and honest with the text, they um, there's elements that are, are no brainers that they have to acknowledge if they really think about it. Right, and so. Um, uh, we're going to kind of go through something we did very early on, but it, it'll be good to highlight again. So again, these are our best verses. And if you have some extra verses that we don't cover, uh, maybe wait till the end of this series and then post some of your verses that we may have missed. Now, again, this is only New Testament verses. We'll do another one at a later time that are, include all the Old Testament verses because uh I wanted to hit New Testament verses because that's the ones that matter to certain folk. Certain folk will only give give weight to New Testament verses. So that's right. So it that's seems... kind of why I'm going there. All right. So let's jump in. So first a disclaimer. The verse the verses are not all encompassing. This is not every verse. These are the best verses that I've found. The best. Right. Only the best, Jake. And and each individual verse is not necessarily proof in and of itself. It's, uh, you know, you got to kind of take scripture as a whole. So and you can't cherry pick. And right. Them. And so we're going to. Even though we may pull a few verses right here. The idea is we'll discuss why that verse is in context pointing to Torah. Observance. And the point is, these are things, you know, if you have a question, you should go look at them and look at them in context because right. we definitely aren't saying, um, in, you know, go cherry pick the scriptures and pull these things out, but you got to look at them in the, the big picture. Right. I'm glad you mentioned that. Okay. First things first. So Matt, the, what's the idea the biggest struggle maybe that comes with apologetics? And Torah apologetics. Yeah. Like when you go talk to someone, most like churched folk, maybe. They, they're like, why are you trying to be under the law, Matt? Okay. Let me, why are you let trying me to be, be more specific, I guess. Maybe I'll give you the answer. <laughs> so, so we're not playing the <laughs> guess what I'm thinking game. <laughs> that gets, you too can play along at home. Right. What? Press one if you think it should be A- legalism sorry <laughs> right there's a lot of ones happening right now <laughs> no so so first things first is you want to define your terms so you're talking about the same things right so yes. if i say something you don't go oh yeah i agree when really you mean something else when i say that mm -hmm. okay so i got a list of first things first let's go through these so Matt, does scripture contradict scripture? I do not believe so at all. So what happens if you find verses that appear to contradict? What is Usually it is a lack of, it's either translation or may, lack of understanding of what that is actually saying. Maybe it's a, a, a figure of speech, an idiom, or 
there's just all kinds of things, but, but, um, generally it raises red flags in my mind. If I think there's contradiction, then I'm like, I probably need to dig a little deeper and see what's happening here. Yeah. And that's one of the things that kind of pulled me towards scripture was I had to reconcile apparent contradictions. So let's go into this with the understanding. Okay. Scripture doesn't contradict. Uh, and then scripture interprets scripture. So what's an example? What do, what do we mean by that? Well, scripture interpreting scripture, um, let uh, Genesis define a day for you. Right. You know, from the beginning, he says what a day is, right. what night is. Right. And So if know. we're going to say, uh, pull out a phrase or a word like love, mm-hmm. do we go to Webster to find out what love means? Or do we use scripture to interpret what scripture, scripture means by love? Yeah, use scripture. Right. So that's what we mean there. Not Mr. Webster. Right. He's dead anyway. Exactly. That's why. That's the only reason. Otherwise, yes. we <laughs> false. Okay. Uh, okay. This is interesting here. Simple versus complex scriptures. Which one informs your doctrine? Um, simple or complex is the question. The category is simple. Um, which forms our doctrine? I think it should be simple, but but man makes things very complex. Right. So my thought here is oftentimes you have someone like Paul who may be difficult to understand, or, you know, I've heard some people say, well, it's not that he's difficult to understand. It's he's talking about topics that are hard to understand. Okay. Either way, uh, there's very simple verses that mean exactly what it, the face of the scripture says, mm-hmm. Right. And then you have more complicated scriptures that you need like the whole book of context to know what he's talking about. You mm-hmm. need to look to the old and new Testament quote unquote, to mm-hmm. find out what exactly is being talked about. So which one of those should inform the other? Well, that, you know, the scripture is meant to be understood by all and it should be simple. Right. And so plain. The- Exactly. So if this one's easy to understand, then the complex scripture needs to match and not contradict, like we said, what the simple uh, scripture is talking about, right? Okay. Uh, Matt, is Yahweh a respecter of persons? No, he is not. And it even says that in scripture, right? Yes, it does. Okay. Very clearly. Um. Okay. And what does it say about those who call good evil? It evil says, evil? whoa. Oh, whoa. Whoa, man. Whoa, man. But I don't think that's what it means. But yeah, it's definitely a warning. Um, and uh, we just recently read Romans 8, where it talks about this very thing. about, And that's what we see happening in the world today. Um, Romans it, 1. Romans 1, yes. Yeah, sorry. Right. Uh, where people are calling good evil and bad good right doesn't and, even and make sense. happy about it yeah yeah that's right. trying to force it on you right so um yeah so we want to be careful not to be doing this uh and who who defines what's good and evil the yahuwah the text his word right all right now okay this is a tricky one here does yeshua say do as i do or do as i say um, he says, do as I do. And as he says, right. Is there uh, a difference? It was the same. <laughs> right. And it's not like uh, your dad who might've said that and you know, your grandpa or somebody, we've all had someone in our life that, 
probably said that line to you, but, uh, but that's not Yeshua. Right. He, he did what he said and he said what he did. Right. Yep. Okay. So there's no, no difference there. Okay. Are we grafted into Israel or is Israel grafted into us? I believe the answer to this is that um, we are grafted into Israel. And um, that's the only way I see it. All right. So if we are uh, being invited into this Israel thing, then do we, we then would have to adhere to that, not the other way around. Right. 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 Yeah, it's just like if you go to someone's house and they, they greet you at the door or have a sign at the door that says, in our house, we go barefoot. Because I've seen people do that. Um, and, uh, you know, or if they verbally say, in my house, we don't chew gum. You, you If you're going to go in their house, you probably need to spit your gum out. Right. That's their rule. Right. Even if you think it's dumb. Yep. All right. Is Yeshua the same yesterday, today, and forever? Yes. Uh, I, Malachi 3, 6, I, the Lord, do not change. All right. So as you can tell, these are pretty basic concepts that we're kind of going through. First things first, just to make sure we're, we're talking the same things here and we're on the same page. All right. Are we proclaiming to be the seed of Abraham? Father Abraham. Mm -hmm. Yes. We did. I did not plan for that. (laughs) I used to sing the song. Yes, yes, we are the seed of Abraham. Okay. So that's uh, in Galatians. It talks about that. Okay. Who is the new covenant for? There's not a new covenant that uh, or new testament. I'm not sure what you're saying here. Oh, okay. Uh, So um, in in the... Talking about millennial millennial reign. So Jeremiah 31 and Hebrews 8, they were talking about the same thing, right? And they say uh, Messiah has brought in, he he brings in the new covenant, right? Right. And he says it's for the house of Israel and the house Mm. of Judah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's who the new covenant is for. And backed up by Yeshua when he said, I came for the lost sheep. Right. Exactly. So, uh, if, so if you're going to come at us with, well, we're in the new covenant, then you have to have a uh, an identity that follows that you are a new covenant person, which would be house of Israel, house of Judah. Okay. Uh, so when we say repent, what is it we're repenting of or from? It's our sin. Right. And you have to define sin. And before I followed Torah, sin was like, eh, just don't do bad stuff. Yeah. And that's what I understood. And yeah. bad stuff could be kind of whatever you defined it to be. Sometimes there were people, my great-grandfather in particular, he was like, kids, you're not chewing gum in my church. That's disrespectful. No child of mine is going to sit in church and chew gum. That, that was a sin to hmm. him. And I see that stuck with you all these years. <laughs> yes, it, it was did. the example you gave about going into That's <laughs> right. no gum. So it's, <laughs> I've been scarred for life. Matt has never in his life since that day. But without the correct de- de- definition of sin, then it is kind of like it's, it's, it's vague. It's very ethereal. So what are we repenting from? Sin as defined from Torah. Right. 
if one, okay, this is, this might be a little a thinker here. Maybe if one rejects Messiah, what would he do to be saved? What would be the requirement on someone who does not accept Messiah to be saved? They have to believe in Messiah. So if they're going to reject him, that's not going to work very well. Okay. So um, did Messiah have to believe in Messiah to be quote unquote saved? All right. So here's where I'm going with this. If you, now here's the thing. We can't, we can't do this, but uh, because all have sinned and fallen short, right? But if you were going to make it through without Messiah, you would have to be sinless, right? Mm-hmm. You would have to have kept Correct. every aspect of the Torah, right? Right? And I don't think, I don't think that's a stretch for a church to agree with, right? A church person to agree that um, in order to be saved without Messiah you would have to be perfect in the law, right? Right. I think that bears out. Okay, these are the most important ones, maybe. Well, maybe not. (laughs) Words mean things. Yes, they do. And I think that very simple, but that gets overlooked a lot. Yep. And then finally, I think finally, test the spirits. Spirits uh, with an S. Right. So uh, a lot of people will say, well, I'm... You know, uh, what informs me of sin is the Holy Spirit. Okay. But it also tells us to test the spirits. And what are we testing those spirits to? They should be lining up with Scripture. And if they are saying or going against things in Scripture, then uh, we should question that and not follow that. Right. Okay. So that now if we can agree on those things, we got a good basis for for having a conversation, and then we can be open minded about what we're going to present. Okay, so I put together this is kind of what I put together to uh, get me started in Torah because I had heard some things and then I started putting some verses together and I'm like, wow, these kind of say something. So I put together this valid complex argument. Now it's valid because if you assume the premises. One, two, here on this page. If you assume that those are true, then there's no other conclusion you can come to. It's complex because there's multiple conclusions in the argument. Okay. So this isn't like argument, like let's yell at each other. This is like when you're working out how an actual conversation, how an actual argument works yeah like debate class would teach you something like this right so uh in order to so i've i've handed this to people uh and this again i'm we're gonna put out in this video here as and put the challenge of invalidate this argument if you can okay so in order to do that like we tried to prove this wrong exactly And in order to do that, you have to show some other conclusion that can be drawn, or I'll even accept show that the premises are incorrect. Okay. So we're on trial. That's right. So first, we are to, this is the first premise, we are to try to live as Yeshua lived, right? And he said that. He said, 
do do what what I'm doing. Right. And so I even have verses here. Look, first John two six says that. Um and then the, what's the second premise? It would be Yeshua lived without sin in first John three five states right. that. So the first conclusion we can draw from those two things is that we are to try to live without sin. Now, I've had people balk at this word try because, um, well, no, we're to not try. That doesn't get you far enough. You have to live without sin if you want to be righteous, right? Mm -hmm. So, but realize we have Messiah, right? Um, And maybe, remember what I said at the beginning, maybe a better word would be ought. We ought to live without well, sin. What what uh, what one does not understand, unless you study Torah a little bit, and uh, you don't understand this concept of Torah was full of if you know if this happens, then this is what you do. Sometimes there was a there there were provisions for you you didn't you know you forgot you didn't realize you you unintended. Right. And unintentional sin. And so there there were ways, um, you know, when someone says you have to be perfect, they don't understand that concept that the, right. the, the, the law, the, the law never said um, be perfect. And there were um, there were things you could do if you messed up. It yeah, wasn't, there were pr- it wasn't like that was like everyone that, you know, did X, whatever you want it to be. Um, drop dead immediately. Blop, they didn't do it. They're dead. They, they didn't went do to, all or they it. went to hell immediately. Right. It just it doesn't. The, nowhere does it say that. There were certain things that did have an immediate consequence, but um, but, but yeah. yeah, the point you're making is that uh, there were provisions in the Torah f- for people sinning he always because knew. it was going to happen. Yeah. All right. Exactly. All right. So. This is the the first conclusion, our intermediate conclusion that we draw. Try to live without sin because we're to try to live as Messiah and Messiah lived without sin. Ipso facto, try to live without sin. And, you know, you got to go make sure we're talking about sin. So we we talked about sin and sin. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. All right. So the next premise, sin is transgression of the law. Where do we find that? First John 3, 4. Exactly. So we can conclude from the first conclusion and this new premise, we are to try to live without transgressing the law because that's what sin is. That's what it says. Because scripture defines scripture. Right. right. Okay, let's see what's next. Okay, go ahead and read this one. As he lived... Yahushua kept the Father's commandments. First John fifteen ten. All right. So this is just John, not First John. Oh, but, it is just John. Sorry. Uh, that's all right. So the conclusion is, we are to try to keep the Father's commandments. Makes sense, right? Because we're to live as Yeshua lived, yep. and He kept yep. the that kept the Father's and, commandments. And you know, and then what are the commandments? You know, that would be another thing you'd have to talk about what what are those commandments right because there's a lot of things that are now we always think the 10 commandments mm-hmm. uh but i don't think we need that yeah. to make the argument but right. but you're right uh there's a lot of times he says that the things that you command this day i you we will do uh and that and when you look at it it's not the 10 commandments it's mm-hmm. 
a different commandment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, we should try to keep Yeshua's commandments. And this says this in John fifteen ten. And then why don't you go ahead and with the next premise there? Yahushua's commandments are to love Yahweh your Elohim with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Matthew twenty two thirty seven through thirty nine and Luke ten twenty five through twenty eight for a parallel scripture. Right. And so I don't think anyone would argue with this because this is, you know, everyone's all about Yeshua's commandments, right? Yeah. Everyone thinks everyone agrees we should keep Yeshua's commandments. So we're to love Yahweh with all our heart, soul, and mind. Yep. You think you, think you agree with the that? prophets hang on this. Yep. Yeah, that's the next verse for context, yeah. right? Uh, so, and then 1 John 5, 3 says, the love of Yahweh is that we keep his commandments. So how do we love him? Keep his commandments. So we are to, we ought to keep Yahweh's commandments then, yeah. right? Yeah. If the love of Yahweh is that we keep his commandments, and when we just looked at, we're to love Yahweh, right? Mm-hmm. And loving Yahweh is keeping his commandments. So we should keep the commandments. 